Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more, sir. Robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Hour 2 of 2 here. Sports Sunday. Mike Rashad Joe with you until 11 o'clock. Hate it or love it coming up at 1030. Some NBA buble talk coming up next. But I wanted to wrap up some of the baseball is back discussion with the news that came out this week about the Toronto Blue Jays. So Canada's doing pretty solid with COVID, right? They've closed the border to us because we're not doing solid with COVID. And there is one Major League Baseball team in Canada. The Blue Jays had, I thought, made an arrangement with the city and the country to play their games there despite the fact that you know, you're crossing country lines and uh, it just came out. I want to say yesterday or two days ago that they are not going to be allowed to play in Canada um, because of the amount of teams that would travel in from the U S to see them and potentially causing exposure into Canada. So there's talk of them maybe going across the border and playing in Buffalo. Um, you know, it's the, probably the closest American city to Toronto. Um, I guess Detroit is kind of also maybe, equidistant but there's already a team there Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe they can share the stadium with detroit i suppose again maybe that's bad in covid right you don't want two different teams in the same stadium right um so they're thinking maybe going to buffalo and that should hopefully be a solution but there were concerns across the board even in american cities in dc the nationals weren't sure they were going to be able to play at their home ballpark because this the city the city the district of Columbia has really strict rules about COVID that, that if one person gets it in your workplace, then you have to shut down and there's no like workaround for it. Mm-hmm. So if a player on the nationals tested positive, they were worried that they would not be able to play at all. They would have to shut down completely. And then you're out of the season because it's a 14 game gap that you're missing. Uh, the Dodgers are concerned about Dodger stadium because Los Angeles has incredibly strict rules right now because Southern California is getting hit very hard by COVID. Um, 
there are still, it sounds great in theory because things have worked so far and they're training with each other. But once these teams start traveling, because they're not doing it in a bubble, once these teams start traveling, the uh, that's when the risk starts kind of increasing again. And you're like, you hope that it all goes well. And it's going to be a huge, important test for football to see how baseball goes because football is not doing a bubble. And I just don't know if it's going to work. I hope it does. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's so tough just because you can't control everything around you. Like basketball and soccer are trying their best to control the elements. You know, they're trying to make sure they keep everybody in this confined space and keep COVID outside to where if anybody goes outside of that space, then they've got to be quarantined for at least 10 days, you know, regardless of if they've contracted it or not. So now you're in a situation where you, you, you don't control where the, you know, the, the elements around you, you don't control the people that are, that are just in passing and stuff like that. So I think it makes it a little more difficult. And now you're talking about a whole country that, you know, there's not really allow allowing anybody to cross over into Canada, you know, right now. Uh, I'm sure they're letting people from Canada leave, but even then, like, you run the risk of them leaving, them having to come back, and maybe them coming back with COVID. Like, so I think it's tough, but, yeah, I, I, I think the smart thing at this point to do is are you just going to not have Toronto play? Like, I mean, seriously, that's that's the only – No, like, they're, they're going to play. Are they not going to play? So I think the, the only thing to do is they'd have to share the stadium with Detroit. Or I think with, Buffalo is their uh, yeah, initial with, plan. With somebody, with somebody close. There's like, a minor league team there that has a stadium, so which is fine. We already know, like the, you know, as long as it's 90 feet from first to you know from, from home plate to first base, should be fine, right? Yep. You know, at that point. So I mean, I think it's a great idea. I think that's what they should do. I mean, it's awesome that Canada's like, yeah, we're not having that. <laughs> Stay over there with your COVID. Don't but, come this way. But Canada is allowing the bubbles for the NHL in their country which includes a lot of teams from the U.S., which I think is very interesting. So they're, they're not, not allowing, anywhere. maybe because it's the, the bubble where they yeah. can control it better, um, but they're not allowing teams to fly to Toronto, but they're allowing 25 teams from the U.S. to go to Canada at all. Because in that point, at that point, you can you can really like monitor everything. Like everybody's tested on the way in. You're going to stay here in this bubble. We're not going to, you know, don't go with the outside of this bubble. Like all of a sudden it's contained. Right. Like you can't contain like four, uh, four or five, six different teams traveling across the border to go play in Toronto. There's nothing you can do about that. Like it's, you know, you've you've lost the battle at that point, at least with the bubble. Everybody is at least coming there. Right. And you know, they're there. Once they're there, they're not leaving said bubble. It's just it's so much harder with baseball because, again, everybody's. Where do you? Where's the bubble for baseball? Like There's I mean, none. yeah, where the bubble is? They're playing regionally, yeah, right? Like how do how do you how do you do that? And so like the Yankees are not traveling to the West Coast at all. Mm-hmm. They are staying on the East Eastern Seaboard. Um, you know, Central is staying Central, West is staying West. The Mariners are kind of the ones that get screwed the most in this because they, they got to travel far. I feel like they could have done it. I feel like they could have been something to where again, if it's Western, then you move all the teams for from that are going to be playing from. I don't know. It's hard to say AL, you know, NL because you have so many teams from each. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, they're there. But man, hey, man, if you're over here, we're gonna put you in LA. If you're over here, we're gonna put you in Chicago. Chicago, and these are the teams that are just gonna play this these 60 games out like this. Maybe if it's maybe there's gonna be interleague play, right? 
Yes. So okay. because because you're only playing your division and the division in the other league corresponding. So again, the Mariners are playing the AL West only uh 10 games against each team in their division and then they play the NL West. Now, I think they could have done that in for 20 games. Especially in cities that have multiple stadiums. You know, I think the the Cubs and the and the White, the White Sox. Sox, you know, have multiple stadiums. Yankees, you know, Mets. Yankees, Mets, multiple stadiums. So Dodgers, you, Angels. So you have places to where you could have had multiple games going on at a time, and and let that be the case. Instead, they decided to still let everybody travel and do. I think the travel is going to be an issue. That's why, the, as far as baseball, I'm excited to see it because I honestly don't know how long it's going to be there. Like basketball and hockey and soccer all contain sports. Baseball is like we're just. We're just going to move and we'll see, you know, and they can't control the things that happen when they're moving, when they're uh, when they have to stop somewhere and from the airport to uh, the bus to get somewhere else. And, you know, I want to go to the store. I want to like that. You, you unfortunately, there's still too many things to think about, too many things to worry about. I am going to be very curious to see how baseball handles the travel and like it, with, with their players when they go to the other city. Are they only staying at the hotel and that's it? Like, are they quarantined there? Um are are they allowed to leave their homes when they're playing? Like your the Mariners are playing in Seattle, but when they're at home, are they allowed to leave their apartment or are they staying there the entire time? Yeah, I, I don't. I read some of the highlights of the the rules, but I didn't really get what was. I didn't find anything in, or at least notice anything that was about that. So I am curious because that's where the risk comes is from the community spread and not really knowing where it's starting. And is, not really knowing what these guys are doing on their own. Well, that's like, what I'm so, saying yeah, is, are you trying to limit it, or yeah. are you kind of just being all willy-nilly about it? Because guess what? The NBA, I'm pretty sure they know they don't have more than X amount of people in the room or don't be around more than this many people or make sure you're this far away. Like, if I'm playing at our home stadium, that means if I'm probably more than likely I'm staying at home, I can have people come through for a barbecue. I can have somebody come through just to, to hang out and have some drinks or something like that. Like, And most people would never, ever know. The problem is is that that's where it spreads. Yes. The two MLS teams that had to get pulled out of the tournament were because they had going away parties before they went to the bubble, the idiots. And guess what? It spread the virus. It was – you can't do that. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be curious to see if that happens for sure. I hope it doesn't. I hope we get the full baseball or the full remainder baseball season and uh, – I'm getting jacked up again. I'm excited. I'm. I mean, listen. I'm a fringe fan. Apparently, I can't be casual, but I'm a well, fringe hey, fan. If you watch a lot this year, you can be upgraded to casual. Is twenty games a lot? That's I think so. Yes. More, hey, that's one third of the year. Yeah, I'll take it. Okay, I'll take it. That that upgrades you to casual. Twenty, 20 games is my is is my target for the year. All right, let's make it a let's make it a good goal. I'm with it. I'm I'm up twenty games. Is there a reward if you get to twenty games? I don't know. You tell me. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you marinate on that, man. Because if you watch twenty games, right, and document the games that you watched, right, and by watching twenty games, that means you have to watch five or more innings of that game. Okay. I will accept an invite to watch a wrestling event with well, you. I don't watch wrestling like that anymore, unless it's WrestleMania. Well, exactly. I will go watch WrestleMania with you. Or UFC, I don't care. I don't watch those things, and I, I don't like watching them. But if you're doing something, I would never say yes to watching that. 
I'll do that. Is that enough? Well, yeah, because I don't watch it, though. Okay, so fine. Like, we'll think of something better yeah, I'll then. I'll think of something great, but that's a good one. But... I was just trying to think of something that yeah. I don't like to watch that you like to watch. Yeah, uh, we'll, fig- we'll figure it out. I'll make it good. All right, coming up next, there is a bubble in the NBA. It's actually been kind of fun to follow so far. <laughs> so we'll get to that next. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Ten eighteen here. Sports Sunday. The NBA bubble is kicking. And... There's actually been some people doing like documentaries about it. Uh, Matisse Teibel on the Sixers has been posting these vlogs on YouTube, which are super interesting. I really, really, really enjoy it. Um, He's like, he's showing them the room. He was doing the quarantine stuff. He was showing the testing centers and the practices and the ballrooms. And it was really cool just to kind of get the behind the scenes look at it. I think there's a couple other players who are doing it too. Um, also Ben Golliver, he's, uh, I just started following him the other day because he's there in the bubble and he's had quarantine. I think his quarantine might be coming to an end here, but he's been posting videos of what he's had to do in his room because he can't, could not leave the room yeah. for a week. Yeah. He was walking back and forth for exercise. I saw that one. Literally <laughs> yeah. just pacing his room really quickly. I think quickly. he was uh, planking in between the two beds in the hotel room also, like getting that core workout. So Ben Golver, if you want a little bit more, you know, um, not rich NBA star uh, vibe, Ben Golver, Washington Post reporter, yeah. he's, he's a good follower. Friend of the station. Yes. Former Blazers edge writer. Uh, now off doing big things at the Washington Post. I want to say he, like, it was just him and Chris Haynes were the only ones that were there uh, first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, I saw a list of NBA reporters that are there that are not for the channels that are running the game. So like ESPN and Turner have people there. Right. Uh, and I want to say there was eight. There were eight people who were there who were like New York Times, like Mark Stein is there for the New York Times, Golliver's there, Haynes is there, et cetera. Uh, and that's about it. So there's not a lot of people who went down there reporting wise because it's just really inconvenient to go be away from like your home and your family for three months <laughs> just to go be in a bubble, right? And not be able to do anything. Uh, but the, the content's actually been pretty interesting. And I don't know, so far, I kind of feel like it's going to work. Now, I know we've had a couple of players leave. Zion left. Um, Michael Beasley. <laughs> well, I was gonna. That's gonna get to that in a second. But and Montrez Harrell left for like family emergencies. And if they're gonna come back, they have to quarantine for four days if they tested negative every day they were gone, or ten days if they didn't test every day. Um, and then yeah, Michael Beasley signed by the Nets because the Nets had a bunch of players with COVID and a bunch who decided not to go. Gets down there and then tests positive for COVID and has to leave the bubble which is crazy. Um, but Michael Beasley, notwithstanding, nobody since they've entered the bubble has tested positive, right? The tests that we found out about have been guys who had to be held back. Like Russell Westbrook had to wait. Eric Bledsoe had to wait. Um, Harrison Barnes had to wait because they had it before they went into the bubble. I don't know if this is sustainable. I mean, they're in Florida, which is the probably the worst place to be right now. They're at Disney World, which is reopening. Um, they, you know, not all the employees have to get tested the same way as the players do. So at some point, 
this could all fall apart. But so far, seems to be doing okay. No, I think the NBA has done a really good job of trying to make sure they, they got their got guys there early to make sure they can work out any bugs or any kinks. Like we saw initially, like there were certain dudes tweeting out like the the, the meals weren't awesome. And then you start to see, you could really start to see like the, the some dudes were divas all of a sudden. It's like, oh, okay, that's that's what you're on right now. But then you saw, then it you, was like the quarantine. While they yeah. were quarantined, they only got like cafeteria food. Yeah. Now yeah. I think they can kind of do whatever they want. And you know, but you then you start having love for guys like Ja Morant. That's like, I'm not tripping on this food. I'm not a silver spoon dude. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll okay. love it. Give Ja Morant his first contract, and I, we'll see how he's. Hey, how I'm he just, I'm saying, that. I'm and Ja Morant is from what South Carolina? Or Where's something my like caviar? That. Like he's from, he's from South Carolina. Yeah, it doesn't and matter. This, Give this that man place, money, and it's going to change. Like I get it, but you know, some, yeah, some people was like, only, only brown caviar. <laughs> No, thank you. You know, so uh, I, I like to see the Brown fact that caviar. I don't that know. Sounds disgusting. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Caviar is not good. Like I don't know anybody that eats caviar. Like more. I've had caviar you. before. You like it? Yeah. Ill. Yeah. Ill. That wasn't very convincing. Gross. I I had it. Ill. I forget exactly what it was, but we had it with something, and on in the other thing, it was good. By itself, uh, take it or leave it. No, yeah, I'm not. I mean, but it, I'm also a fancy. I don't think you eat like spoonsfuls like of caviar. Food. Like you have to eat them on like what is like like, like water crackers and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like, like club crackers oh. or whatever. Yeah, I think oh. I think it was something we had it on a cracker with some cheese or something. It was good with yeah. the, the cheese and the that's, cracker. That's that's rich people stuff. I don't I don't I'm not there. I'm not there yet. Sardines. I've had those. Those are disgusting. Better than caviar. That's either not, way, that is not true. Either way, like uh, for for. At first, all we saw was doom and gloom for the NBA in the bubble. That's what it How looked like. How did we get on that? Okay. That's what it looked like. I mean, because we talked about cafeteria yeah, yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. And so that's kind of what it looked like. But then as things kind of progressed, um, you're looking at these guys who practice, and most of these guys look awesome, you know, at this point as far as uh, the way they've been able to keep their bodies up and be in what looks like pretty good basketball shape. I think that was a big concern for a lot of people. How about like, Carmelo Anthony, by man, the way? Man, skinny mellow. Skinny I mellow. I love it. Skinny mellow. He's never looked this good. Yeah, like this is this is he's this skinnier is, than he was at Syracuse. Yeah, I'm saying this is this is first couple years uh, mellow, and now, uh, and mind you, can I say this? If there's a, is there, there's you no can, comeback, there's, there's no comeback player of the year in the NBA. There should be. Are you sure? I don't think there's a comeback player of the year in the NBA. You know what I mean? Are you I think sure? There, there's a most improved. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mm. think you might be right on that. Yeah, there's yeah. A, you know so, but if there were that award. Man, Carmelo Anthony is definitely the guy that I think walks away with that. Man, I don't think there's been a bigger surprise for the most of the league. You know, not that's not like a, a top tier All Star anymore than 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 Melo. Bam Adebayo is the only other person I'm like, man, because I did not see that coming and see him being as good as he he ended up being. But Carmelo Anthony was supposed to be washed. Like people were done with Melo, and for him to continue to to show that he can be. Uh, a guy that comes off the bench, he can be uh, the third or fourth scorer on a team. Like, he's really flourished in his role. And was he averaging, like, 13, 14 this year? Somewhere around there? Mellow? Mellow? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'll I don't, look it you up. don't have to look it up. But, it's you know, it's one of those things. He He's shown that he can at least contribute. Yeah, you know? 15 points, 42.6% from that's, the field, 37 from three. That's, man, you know, who would have thought that? Six point three rebounds, Anthony. You know what I'm saying? Here's the cold part. There's going to be a lot of people offering him some contracts after this year is over because 
I didn't know that you still had it like that. So I'm happy to see that that happened for him. But yes, you see all these guys come back to the uh, to the bubble and they're in shape and they're ready to go and they're ready to play and they've been doing nothing but I've gained weight over these past four months. Man, these guys come back. Man, Luka Doncic looks great. You know what I'm saying? As you get ready to come back. Does uh, he though? He's the one who gained a lot of weight. No, Luca. I was just look, looking at his workouts, man. Luca looks mm. like Luca. James Harden lost twenty pounds. Westbrook gained ten pounds of muscle. Yeah, Jokic, you know I mean? Jokic like, lost Jokic like a thousand pounds. Like, lost twenty pounds, like twenty. Uh, huh? He lost like half of him. Yeah, he Jokic, lost like yeah. eighty pounds. Yeah, he and he looks great, and that's going to be a problem for the rest of the league because now you got a guy that, that can actually move and not going to be tired in the fourth quarter like he was. Just, man, please. That's a problem. So I lost twelve pounds the last few weeks. Can I go to the bubble? Yeah, man. You look and you look great, man. I should say that. You should you should probably know that. You got a nice slimming black shirt on right now. Ladies, you should see Mike Lynch right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My guy's in here looking good. So yeah, I'm super excited for the NBA to start, man. It's um I don't really need the crowd noise. I don't really need um the defense chance. Like all that stuff is awesome and it's all great and it and it creates a great atmosphere when you're at the game. But at the end of the day, this this game is about buckets, and this game is about you know guys being able to score. And some of my favorite basketball to watch has been if you've seen some of these guys like at Summit Gym and stuff like that. Some of these workouts that they end up doing with like man, those are fun to watch. And there's full games you can check out like on YouTube and stuff like that. But man, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. It's just a bunch of dudes doing open run at 24 or at Bally's or whatever the case is. And man, if it's if it's good basketball, I'm gonna watch it regardless. And Chuck Barkley. Coming out with his hot take. Which could be a bad thing for him. It's probably bad. But he said if the Blazers, a key qualifier, if the Blazers make the playoffs, uh, they will beat the Lakers in the first round, is what he said. For some reason, it's not just him. (laughs) For some reason, that take is spreading a little bit around the analyst community of like, oh, the Blazers might beat the Lakers. <laughs> it's, I say the, this? it's the I, coronavirus of NBA takes. I've, right I've said this before. I've said this before. Man, if the Blazers can get if can get into the playoffs, if they play better than I think that they play, man, I think if, they're better than Memphis. They're better than this, Memphis. If that. They're better than Memphis. It's just one of those things. They're better than, than Memphis. With the with the roster that's constructed as it is, they're better than Memphis. With a healthier roster, yes. Yes, they're, they're a better team than Memphis. The problem is, is they they're are three and a half games behind them. They are a deeper them. team than the Lakers. And then if they don't pass them, they would need to beat them twice to get out. Googling, can I bet on who wins the eight seed? Because I would put money on the Grizzlies right about now. Would you really? I, I mean, like just like Mike said, this take has just spread to astronomical proportions now. Everyone's talking about it. And to me, yeah. if I'm on the Memphis Grizzlies, I'm pretty pissed because it's like, um, I'm pretty sure we're in the eight spot right at this very moment. And we're three and a half games up on everybody else. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, are are we chopped liver over here? Like I'm, I'd be pissed mm. if I were the Grizzlies. I love chopped liver. No, oh, gross. Do you really? Have you ever yeah. had a uh, herring? Oh. Uh, talking about canned fish. No. And, and, yeah. My dad was a big fan of the herring. Uh, chopped liver is uh, big in Jewish delis. Yeah. Oh, bro. It's delightful. It's awful. <laughs> I'm sorry. So listen, there's this one night, and I know we have to break, but my grandmother. If you have to- the pastrami chopped liver combo, oof. Basically godly. Liver, my- liver's nasty in just listen, about all so its forms. One night my grandmother makes, like, she used mm. to make this pepper steak. So it's Brown like, and mushy. It's like pepper steak, and it's like gravy, <laughs> and there's this rice, and I see, I see this getting home from school, and I'm like, yes. I cannot wait to demolish this and everything. So I make everybody's eating. Grandma tells me I can go ahead and, and eat. I'm like, yes. So I I pile on the pepper steak. That's what I think I have. 
And I man, I'm talking a, a huge plate of it. Man, I took that first bite, and if you've ever had liver before, it turns to a pate in your in your the minute you the minute you bite into it, it turns into this like pudding, and it was like. Not really a pudding. It's, it's a pudding. Yeah, pate is the right way. It's to... a meat pudding. Gross. Chopped liver is, is great. Chopped liver. I remember on Doug, he ate liver and onions one time. Yeah. That was a big deal. That's like, right. The liver and onion sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Gross. I forgot about that. No, thanks. <laughs> How about the cartoon trend on this show? Hey, Amen. Huh? It's working. Hey, Amen. We're real nostalgic here today. Yeah. We're bringing it all full circle every segment. All right. You want to hate and love some things? Let's do it. All right. That's next. First Joe Sports. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. That music means it's time for hate it or love it. What are we hating and loving today, Joe? All sports stuff. All sports. Okay. I was I was wondering if there was going to be some cartoony things in there from our themes today, but... We've already talked about it. No, but uh, I said it during the break, and I'll recommend it to the viewers. F is for Family on Netflix. Uh, that's Bill Burr's uh, animated comedy based on basically his uh, dad and his upbringing in the 70s. And I got through the first season last night, watched all six episodes, and uh, uh, animated comedy, uh, adult comedy like that on Netflix is just a total game changer. A lot more F-bombs. Um, things that have been animated that I have never seen animated before. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> like, there's a, there's a, an oh, episode no. where he takes his younger son to his first football game, and he uh, the son has to go to the bathroom, so he experiences going to the men's bathroom at a sports oh. stadium for the first time. Is there a trough, too? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a oh. trough, and all the dudes <laughs> in there that are, some are throwing up in it, and just, it is... It was hilarious. I was dying laughing at it. So F is for family. I highly recommend it. All right. But yes, no cartoons, all sports today. And um, sports away. Yes. NFL players, they're they're sportsing pretty hard on Twitter this morning, demanding the NFL release uh, like protocols and give them basically more information about what the hell is going on when coming back to training camps. Uh, JJ Watt, he's been. Uh, very vocal about it. He posted something on Twitter about all the things they have not learned about yet. It very much seems like the NFL is kind of just doing the closing their ears. I'm not listening and just full steam ahead. Yeah, exactly. What? Coronavirus? Nah, football. We're doing that. So with the amount of uh, high profile NFL players that have come on uh, Twitter this morning and over the last few days have voiced their concerns, Hate it or love it, the NFL will delay the start of training camps, set to start on the 28th. Uh, Actually, isn't the Texans and Chiefs, aren't they supposed to start like in a couple of days because they start earlier? That could be like rookie reporting yeah. and things like that. Because they maybe. have the first game, right? They're the first Thursday game. Um, I'm going to say hate. I think the NFL is going to do literally anything possible to make it as normal of a season as possible. Now, obviously that is something that could, uh, could be stopped very quickly if there's some sort of a spread that's different or if it, you know, players get it or all that kind of stuff. But 
the NFL is going to use the MLB as a gauge. If Major League Baseball has success doing what they're doing, which is not in a bubble, the NFL will say, look, they already did the test for us. We're going to be fine. And they're going to follow suit and they're going to do something similar and they're going to you know, do no fans and they're going to let people be at their home stadiums and they're going to put similar, similar protocols in. But, I mean, of all the leagues, you had to guess the NFL was going to be the most stubborn about this, right? This is where the new pastime and we can't be taken away from you even though there's COVID and hoorah NFL, all that kind of stuff. I mean, they're the ones that are going to fight this tooth and nail all the way to the end. College football's in some trouble. Uh, actually, I think college football's in a lot of trouble, but the NFL's in a different boat because the NFL's got the money. The NFL is one league. It's not many conferences making decisions for themselves. Um, I don't think they're going to delay the start of training camp. I just think they're going to push right through and frankly ignore their players. Yeah. Um, I'm going to hate it, man. They're, these guys aren't going to, I'm hating that they will yeah, start. Right. The NFL yeah. will delay the start of training camps. Hate yeah. it or love it. Um, I hate it. Unfortunately, the NFL is, if they've shown you nothing else, they're all about the bottom line, which is the the money. You know, they, they put their players in harm's way before, be it concussions or be it, you know, anything like that. So I think at this point, COVID is just another thing, uh, just another small hurdle they feel like they have to uh, get over. For baseball, we've heard a, a lot about the plan prior to baseball starting. Is it going to be 100 games? Is it going to be 90 games? Is it going to be whatever? But they at least put it out there that they wanted to come up with some plan. Basketball, same thing. Hockey, same thing. Football has been eerily quiet the entire time. They haven't really said anything about traveling, about uh, making sure they keep their players safe. They've said nothing. How, how they're going to go about testing upwards uh, 56 people, you know, every, or excuse me, almost 100 people. If you're talking staff and players and everything for each NFL team, there's still a lot of stuff that they don't know, and they're just not saying anything, but we're supposed to believe that come the 27th or 28th of this month or whenever they're supposed to re report to training camp is crazy to me. If I'm an NFL player at this point, you're probably you're going because, man, you need to get paid. There's no guaranteed money in the NFL, so you don't play, you don't practice, you don't get paid. Everybody knows that. So players at this point of all the leagues probably feel a lot more pressure to get back out there and play because a lot of guys aren't getting paid Patrick Mahomes contract. So those guys that are only making a million or 700,000 or 800,000, like they need that money and they have to play in order to get that money. I think players are going to put their really, to be honest, their, their uh, health and stuff aside, if it means going to missing out on money and going to play. So I think I don't I've never heard anything about even where they will have these camps or where they where people will start to report. So uh, July 20th, which is tomorrow rookies for the Texans and the Chiefs. So I am reading July 21st here. Um, yeah, July 21st is rookies. Right. July 20th for the Texans and Chiefs because they played two days earlier. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, that's so right. we know. So we know that's nothing. tomorrow. Yeah. So we know nothing about what the what the plan of the nfl there is, is how no they plan. plan no we don't we don't know and if there is a plan they're keeping it really close to their chest so at this point i don't think there's we're, we probably will not have a football season at this point because we know well nothing the players who have been coming out today and there's a ton of them are all saying the same thing they're saying the nfl is ignoring the medical experts that they hired they're telling them not to do these things i mean foot look football of all the sports has got to be the most high risk for spreading the virus right yeah, wrestling down. constant Greco rope and wrestling outside well, of that sure yeah, that's yeah. It. 
you think of all the contact yeah. and you think of all the bodily fluids when you hit somebody, all, you know, spit Rugby. and sweat and all that kind of stuff. And it's like they're just sitting on their hands and hoping. And I, I saw a tweet today that said the NFL had the benefit of being the only sport that could wait and make a good plan. And they didn't. And now we're here at training camp and there's no plan. Great job, Bill. Uh, And July 23rd, quarterbacks and injured players. All other players, July 28th is when they're supposed to report. And if I can get this pulled up real quickly, um, JJ Watt this morning, what he said, uh, we still have not been granted the full and proper training camp acclimation period necessary as recommended by the medical and training staff. We still do not know if there will be daily testing, every other day testing, etc. Don't know if there will be preseason games. We still don't know how a positive COVID test will be handled in regards to others in close contact. A strong and fair opt-out clause for those at higher risk or those with family members at high risk has not been agreed upon. So, yeah, again, to Great. lament the fact. But players are reporting tomorrow. Yeah, get your ass on the field. By the way, I got this tweet. 50% chance the Blazers make the playoffs. 100% chance I buy liver pate this week. (laughs) There you go. All right. (laughs) Um, So, uh, wow, we are against it. Okay, let's hurry through. So MLS. uh, What is a clock show? Seriously. Uh, MLS delayed the start for three expansion teams that were set to begin next season. And one expansion team that I was really excited about seeing start next year was the Seattle NHL hockey team. And now that this happened with the MLS, I'm afraid it might happen to that uh, Seattle team up north for NHL. So hate it or love it, Seattle NHL team will be delayed. That's interesting. I, I do, do you know why they delayed the start of the expansion teams? Is I, it because I have of, not read into it. Is about it because why. Of, all I saw was the headline. Is it because of COVID? And they're just saying, like, My it's not safe? I don't, I don't understand that. I mean, that's probably a big part of it, but I don't think you can. And this is also goes back on the Las Vegas Raiders, too. It's like you're going to open up your stadium and start your brand new, essentially, franchise in this location with zero excitement, no fans. I mean, the Raiders really don't have a choice because they're already a franchise and they're cooking along and. But the start for the Seattle NHL team, it's like they don't have that set, or I think it's set for this upcoming year, but they can push that back if necessary. You know, it's not like you right. got to start. So that's why I see this is like, do you really want to start your season this is in a, front of zero fans? This is a quote from the MLS commissioner. We've always taken a thoughtful and strategic approach on our expansion planning and have delivered successful launches for every new club. It is important for each club to take the necessary time to launch their inaugural MLS seasons the way their fans and communities deserve. With the extra year to make up for what has been a challenging 2020, the teams will be well positioned for their debuts for long-term success. So it is based on COVID, but you're, you're kind of right, Joe. It's about giving these teams the chance to debut in as real and normal of a circumstance as possible. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say hate, though, to your question. I think the NHL is a little bit different than the MLS in terms of being, uh, I don't know, forward thinking in these kind of things. The timeline's moving for the Seattle NHL team. You know, Key Arena is being renovated and turning uh, in. It's the Climate Pledge Arena. Sorry, sorry. Climate Pledge Arena. Stupid name. Oh, from Amazon. Um, is being renovated and is going to be cooler and more modern and very eco-friendly for the climate. But uh, I, I don't think they're going to stop that train from rolling. I think I think the Seattle NHL team will start at the same time. 
Um, I also think that the bigger sports leagues are going to try to put fans in the stands sooner than some of the smaller sports leagues just because they like money and they want money. So, I mean, we've already heard it with baseball. Like some of the teams were trying to put fans in the stands this year. Like put, you know, in college football, we've had people be like, oh, we could fit like 50% of people in here. We could do that. No, you shouldn't, you idiots. Of course you can, but you shouldn't. Um, I could see the NHL just moving forward and say, yeah, that's the timeline. Seattle team starts then. Deal with it if there's no fans. So, yeah, I'll say hate. That won't be delayed. Uh, Yeah, I'll hate it too. Like the one thing they're not going to do is lose any more money uh, with all the stuff for COVID, all the stuff for the playoffs. They've already lost more money than they want to. Uh, you're talking about four months with no sports and people haven't been getting paid and stuff like that. The last thing they're going to do is take away an opportunity to start a whole new franchise and get a whole new revenue uh, kind of coming in there. So, yeah, I, I strongly doubt that they'll find some reason to delay uh, the start of a brand new franchise, which again could mean what upwards, you know, 50, 60, or, um, uh, uh, 500 million. I don't know how much franchises make, but uh, they do to make a whole lot, especially if you're talking being a professional franchise to a city like Seattle, uh, you'd stand to make, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. And so why, if you're going to make hundreds of millions of dollars, why on earth would you delay that for X amount of time, especially considering all the money as a league that you just lost? All right, and on to our last one quickly. The Blazers will not make the playoffs. Hater love it. Currently at William Hill, plus 400 to make it. Pelicans, plus 350 to get that eight seed. And the Grizzlies, the favorite at minus 140. Uh, man, okay. Well, you said the Blazers were what? The Blazers will not make the playoffs. They're plus 400. Plus 400. Um, I, I, they, I, I hate it. Yes, the Blazers are making the playoffs, man. Uh, the Blazers are, are a better team than Memphis. Uh, we're Point finding out optimism. We're, we're finding out that Kimball Walker isn't all the way straight for uh, for Boston right now. You know, he's got some some issues with his with his knee. Uh, Westbrook, well, he'll be there. So Houston might be a problem. Denver could be a problem. But yes, I'm looking at the schedule that they have to play with Brooklyn having all the issues they have. They have a player pretty much a replacement team. Dallas is man, we st- could be good, but we still don't know. Again, with the with the healthy Blazers roster, I'm looking at the teams they have to play, and they match up well with all of them, with the exception of a team like Houston, because we just kind of have a problem with you know that James, that damn James Harden man. He just makes a whole lot of shots that we can't seem to stop a lot of the time. The Clippers could be a problem, but the Clippers have been really. They've been inconsistent at points. I think there was a couple streaks to where they were losing three, four games in a row at certain points during the season. So I'm looking at these teams that they're playing. Philadelphia, are you really that afraid of Philadelphia and what they can do against you considering they don't have a shooter on their team? Are you really that afraid of what Brooklyn can do to you? Are you really that much? Uh, that, Wrap it up or you lose a point, Rashad. I'm just saying, with all those teams that they're playing against, man, there's nobody that I'm looking at saying, oh, man, they definitely can't beat them. Every team they're playing against, they have a, a, a fighter's chance against all of them. In some cases, much more than the fighter's chance. So, yes, uh, jerk. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Gained a point, lose it immediately. Uh, I also say hate because I do think the Blazers are going to make the playoffs. Point for optimism? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's the same point that Rashad made. Um, yeah, I view this team as the team that will try the hardest 
because of who's the leader in Damian Lillard. I also view this as the team that has the best roster at this point because of the healthy players. Now there is concerns about you know, how Collins and Nurk will look in a game. But by all accounts, they've looked ready to go in the practices they've done so far. Uh, Nurk looks healthy, looks thin. Uh, Collins has always been skinnier, but he looks fine. He's getting stronger. Um, I think I think they're going to be good in this bubble because they're going to try harder than a lot of the other teams. Um, the Grizzlies are super young. And yes, they have the three and a half game lead. But the rule is if you finish within four games of the eighth seed, you get a little play in tournament. So all the Blazers have to do is hold firm and gain a little bit of ground to beat the other teams. Uh, look, the Pelicans are are great, right? They played really well at the end of the year. Um, but now I'm a little concerned about Zion coming back with the quarantine. And obviously he's going to be the key factor with that. So yeah, Blazers make the playoffs. Getting my bearing straight here. And Michael. That's you cool. inch it out with the win. Mm. Shouldn't that, have lost that point, Rashad. Whatever, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Be careful with the moderator. Whatever, here. dude. Yeah. He, he could start you bias. off with negative one next week. Bias, man. That's bias. It's all good. <laughs> Fake news. Man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. Let's wrap this show up. That's next here on The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Come on, Joe. I thought you had it right the first time, but it's all good. <laughs> Thank you for we'll use thank you one. for correcting it. I appreciate it. I think uh, this will just act as our close music as well. Just let this look. Uh, no. What is a clock, Joe? <laughs> Time is but nothing. A thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just a thing because we make it a thing. Seriously, that's technically true. true. That's true. Like seriously, if you know when they made the calendar, if they'd have been like, oh, a, a day is technically twenty six hours, we'd be like, oh, okay, it's twenty six hour days. Like really, somebody decided it was twenty four. I think there it has go. something to do with like well, the that has sun. to do with the sun. Yeah. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, I mean that's the. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, time is just like a figment of what we created. Just a social construct, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is. So you know, sometimes when you're not on the clock, you just you know, time is but a social construct. We're on the clock in some people's minds, right? All right, that's gonna do it for us today. Uh, if you miss any of the show, you can find us on the Les Shop Tires podcast, 10thefan.com, radio.com app. And uh, we'll be back next week, 9 to 11. We'll have actual live sports yes, of the core four. To talk about. That's crazy. Uh, to talk about. I mean, we've had the MLS already for a couple of weeks. But, no, baseball will be back. And then I think we'll only be a couple of days away from the start of the NBA season as well. Mm-hmm. So we will – we're getting there, guys. We're almost there, guys. We've it, almost escaped the no sports now. I've been okay without it, but I'm very excited for it to come back. It's been a long four months, man. Long four and a half months. It's been a little over like 130 days with no sports. Like, man, let's get it. Well, can't wait. Can't, can't wait. wait. Bart Scott. Yankees Nationals, 4 o'clock Thursday, first game of the MLB season. Watch it. Love it. Root for the Yankees. Oh, well, I want to see Bryce Harper play. Well, he's not on either of those teams. You said you said national. He doesn't play for them anymore. Does mm. he? What team right. does he play for? He plays for the Phillies. Is that correct? Fringe baseball fan there coming we go. through. See? There we go. Trying to give points to be a casual. There we go, man. But uh, Aaron Judge will be playing, right? Uh, yeah, he should be. Yes. And I'm gonna go ahead and tune in to watch him play. Cool. He's must see TV. John Carlos Stanton also playing. Also must see TV. Oh, well, Garrett yeah. Cole also pitching. Also must see TV. 
Max Scherzer pitching also must see TV. Okay, well, Yankees fan, so yeah. You well, Max Scherzer's all, on the Nationals. You think I'm it's just, all must see TV? Yeah, it's baseball. Anyway, we'll be back next week, 9 to 11. We love you all. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.